take charge, getting stronger in prayer or getting stronger in the spirit. So we've been uh, um, teaching on praying on, on prayers. and prayers. Last Wednesday, I started uh, a midweek seminar on spiritual warfare. And if you were not around last Wednesday, I want to invite you to be a part of this Wednesday as we continue. Last Wednesday, I taught on warring with the flesh. Many people wanted me to, or were looking forward to me coming to say how to deal with the devil. But I've, we started with dealing with the flesh. Then we're going to start to talk about the devil <laughs> this Wednesday and how to deal and how to fight appropriately in the spirit so that you know that victory is guaranteed. This morning, we'll, we'll, we'll make some progress with the teaching as we go into this message that I titled, uh, um, Bulls High. Prayers that work. How many of us will really want to get results in prayer? You want to pray and get your prayers answered. Yeah. Like any other thing in life, there's, there's a key to praying and getting results. There's, there's a way you can position yourself in prayer, not just from the standpoint of physical positioning, but mentally, emotionally, that can put you or guarantee that your prayers will be answered. And um, you, 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 we all know, you know, uh, uh, the concept of bullseye. When you hit at a target and you don't miss it, it takes dexterity. It takes a bit of skill. Those are the things we're looking into this month. How can you, as a believer in Christ Jesus, as a disciple of Christ, or as a member of this church, learn how to pray so that your prayers get answered. Know how to pray for other people, how to pray for yourself, how to approach God in prayer. So this morning we're talking about praying the word of God or praying with the word of God. Let's start out from 1 John chapter 5. And I'll read verse 14 and 15. 1 John chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. Praying with the word of God, uh, that's prayers that work. One thing that guarantees that prayer will work is praying the word of God. So 1 John chapter 5, from verse 14, it says, And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we're uh, we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Can you put the New Living Translation up for me? So this New King James Version says, this is the confidence that we have. We have a confident assurance that if we ask anything according to the will of God, he will answer us. So the Bible says there's a guarantee that if you ask anything according to his will, he will answer us. New Living Translation says, and we are confident that he hears us whatever we ask, for when, when, whenever we ask for anything that pleases him. We ask according to his will, King James says. This one says anything that pleases him. So there's something about what you are asking being pleasing to God or falling in line with his will. You know the easiest thing to be done on the face of the earth? The thing that God is ready to do. That's the easiest. The thing that God is ready to do. That's why, you know, Jesus, in the Lord's Prayer, he said, when you pray, pray after this man, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. His will is already done in heaven. 
Heaven sits over the affairs of the heart. It's like when they have the, the Federal Executive Council in Nigeria that they, they, they have every Wednesday. Yeah. You know, except for corruption and, you know, people who just end up progress, when the Federal Executive Council sits on Wednesday and they declare this is approved, that is approved, and that is approved, that's, that's, that then becomes the will of Nigeria. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. The will of the kingdom. Yeah, that's the will of the kingdom. So every minister then takes the cue from that meeting, budget is approved, everything is approved, and then they go to carry it out. So when Jesus said, uh, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The easiest thing to get done in Nigeria, ordinarily speaking, barring corruption, then becomes where the Federal Executive Council has approved. Am I saying the truth this morning? Yeah. You can push, you know, as much as possible, get into the Palm Sex office, go to meet the minister. If it has not been approved by the Federal Executive Council, you are pushing against the grain. If you have a fantastic idea that aligns with the exec what Executive Council has approved, what happens? They say, oh, you came at the right time because this has just been approved. This project is going to start right now. So maybe this one that you are brought in falls in line. So take your share of it and do what you have to do. That's how it should work, naturally speaking. Void of corruption. So it's the same thing. When heaven has approved anything, it's the easiest thing to get done on earth. It's the easiest thing. So we are confident that he hears us when we ask for anything that pleases him. And since we know that he hears us when we make our request, we also know that he will give us what we ask for. What we ask for. Glory be to Jesus. Praying the word of God is not just quoting scriptures while you pray or while praying. You need to know the person you are praying to. And the best way to know God is through his word. How do you know the will of God? The will of God, therefore, is the word of God. Okay, how do you know me? You know me through a few means. One, the things that I say about myself. The things that other people say about me and the encounters that you have with me. Am I saying the truth? Those are the ways you, know, you get to know me. You get to know me by the things I say about myself, the things other people say about me, and the encounters that you personally have with me and the encounters that other people have reported about me. You know, sometimes you meet somebody and your, your expectation has been cut short. Your experience was short of the expectation. Then you meet somebody else and you are reporting the same thing. And the person says, no, 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 no. That's not, that's not this person, no. I've, I've, I've dealt with this person. I've done business with this person. And uh, uh, this person is, has integrity. This person, you know, maybe something went wrong this time. That's what happens when we read the word of God. So you read the word of God. <laughs> you, 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 you read, for instance, about Daniel and, you know, praying and the, the prince of Persia withstood, you know, and all that. Then you see that from the story of Daniel, uh, it's possible to pray and the, the devil will stand against the prayer, but then God sent his angels to withstand the prince of Persia who had caused. Then you, from that you have the experience of Daniel Perhaps it's looking like it's correlating with your own experience. Then you know how to pray, just like Daniel 
remained consistent in prayer until the stuff was delivered. Are you following me today? If you have never read the Bible before, to see that kind of experience, then it's easy for you to resign to faith and say, okay, Sarah, Sarah. Whatever will be, will be. And I'll keep saying it all through this prayer season and this prayer teaching that as a disciple of Jesus Christ, que sera, sera, is not your mantra. Jesus never taught us whatever will be, will be. He said, have faith in God. He said, to him that believes, all things are possible. That doesn't sound like que sera, sera. Say amen, somebody. Amen. That doesn't sound like que sera, sera. It means that my faith in the place of prayer can move mountains, notwithstanding how long the mountain has been there. Yeah. It means I can make things happen in the place of prayer. In the place of prayer. I can make things happen in the place of prayer. The Bible says in James chapter 5, verse 16 and 17, we read it last Sunday, it talks about the heartfelt, effectual, continuous prayer of a righteous man, it says it makes tremendous power available. It says, it says in verse 16, it says, confess your fault one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The, 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 the Amplified Version says, the heartfelt, continuous prayer of a righteous man is powerful in its effect or, or makes tremendous power available. Powerful in its effect. Glory be to Jesus. You see, it says, make, uh, makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. That's what the Amplified Version of the Bible says. So, a child of God who knows how to, to, to stay with God and how to stand in the court of heaven and, you know, marshal your point, definitely will get results. Pastor T.J. was preaching in the first service, and he made reference to something that, was, that, that I found very enlightening uh, as to the fact that just the same way as I was talking about, you know, the Federal Executive Council and all that, in Nigeria, we have a constitution, we have our laws. People don't understand that prayer is a legal word. When you approach the judge, you know what you, you say, I pray thee, my Lord. Yeah, you're making a prayer as you make a request. Uh, uh, the, 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 in the heavenlies, uh, it's very litigious. We're, we're quoting laws that the devil understands the constitution of the universe and he wants to use it against us. So the Bible calls him the accuser of the brethren. The word accuser is also a legal word. How many legal luminaries are in the house this morning? Am I speaking for you? Yeah. <laughs> it's also a legal word. Accused. When you say somebody is the accused, it's only in court that they use those words regularly. Am I saying the truth? The Bible calls the devil the accuser of the, the brethren. Yeah. So, when the devil stands before God, I become the accused. So, when I stand before God, sometimes I need to plead my case. And the only way to plead my case effectively is to understand the constitution, what the will of God is, what the kingdom is all about, the mandates of the kingdom. If I, notwithstanding how well my English sounds, because some people use, you know, fabulous words to speak to God. Oh, Lord, our God. How excellent is your name in all the earth. You know, 
So, you just, I mean, you, you just think that God, God is impressed by your Queen's English, you understand, or something like that. No. It's just like standing before an high court judge, a judge of the court of appeal in Nigeria, and you're busy speaking American English or Queen's English. You, you are not quoting the law. You're not making references. You know what lawyers do? They, they'll say, my Lord, according to you know, section D's, subsection D's, you know, and uh, the case between OJ Nigeria Limited and, uh, you know, Shell Nigeria Limited, something, something like that, 1962, you know, this, they will quote situations and circumstances that have happened in the past. And on the basis of that, they're making their case to establish a point for this season and to make something to break loose this season. That's what happens when I pray according to the word of God or with the word of God, being mindful that God is bound to do his will. His will. The easiest thing to make happen is something that is in the will of God for you. Are you still with me today? Very, very important. Even those of us here that are parents. Yeah. You realize that the easiest thing for you to do for your children are the things that you have agreed that in this house, we'll do this, we'll do this, we'll do that. Yeah. Some of us who have kids who are just becoming teenagers, their mantra, generally speaking, is iPhone. They want an iPhone. When my daughter turned 13, it was a serious deal about phone. In fact, she told, she told me how much the iPhone is on Kunga.com. Yeah. I'm telling you the truth. She, she quoted everything. Uh, iPhone 5, iPhone 6, iPhone this one, X, that one. She mentioned everything. Now, <laughs> I looked at her. I said, you know what? Um, I appreciate the fact that you have all the information. But it's not in my will. I have told you over and again that you are not for now. You are not in the boarding house. You are at home with me. I don't even know what you need this phone for. You understand? In your school, they said you shouldn't bring a phone to school. So what do you need this phone for? Exactly. And much, much more, you have never heard one naira in your life. Yeah. This phone then adds to my own bottom line. Apart from buying it, I have to service it. And my income has not increased. As she was making her point, I was making my point. To say, this is not... It's, it's not pleasing to me. Neither is it in my will. Yeah. So if you, <laughs> if you get something that is pleasing to me, that is in my will. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine how my wife and I will run around to get textbooks and all those things. If they say, this book is needed. Sometimes they will come and say, we need this thing in school tomorrow. We'll go out. That's because it's in our will. Yeah. It's in the will of the kingdom of our house. <laughs> So you go everywhere to get this and make this happen. Not to keep pushing, 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 pushing. It's not so much about whether you know how much they're selling it. You know, I know Pastor CJ was saying in the first service how his son not only knew how much they were selling the iPhone, but went to research all the things he could do with it, you know, and was very impressive in his presentation. You know, I'll do this with it. I'll do that with it. 
but it's not in my will for now. When it becomes something that is pleasing to me, it's easy to get it out of me. Glory be to Jesus. I said, glory be to Jesus. So there's a need for us to know what God wants. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 32 and verse 11, the B part, it said, for those who do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. They shall be strong and do exploit. The B part of Daniel 32 and, 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 and verse 11. Those who do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. The, exploit. the word of God is the will of God. When we pray according to his will, he answers us. Because his word is his will. His word is his will. James chapter 4 and verse number 3. The Bible says that you pray and receive not because you ask amiss to consume it upon your loss. Your loss there speaks to, or your pleasures, New King James says, speaks to the desires of your flesh. Because it pleases your flesh does not mean it pleases God. Or it's in the will of God. And that's why some people's prayers are over the bar. It's not hitting the bullseye. You know there's some kind of prayers you are praying. Even you know that the prayer cannot touch the ceiling of your house. Let alone reach the heaven. Yeah. It's better constructed as a wish. It's not really a prayer. Glory be to Jesus. So, pray heartfelt prayer that are according to the will of God. Now, in praying heartfelt prayers that are according to the will of God, we need to understand how to pray the word of God. Because the word of God, we say, is the will of God. How to pray the word of God. The word of God is the will of God. In praying the word of God, you must get familiar with the word. You must understand the word of God. You must make it a duty. You see, you cannot be a legal representative. And in the things of the spirit, though sometimes we call for support, like we have a prayer wall outside, you can write your prayer request and stick it on it. Our intercessory group will be praying all through this month, you know, and all that. Online, when we pray, we pray for people as we're rounding off and all that. But really, you are the main Legal representative for your case when it comes to the throne of heaven. Because when Jesus came, the Bible says he led captivity captive and he gave, you know, he, he, he gave gift to men or gave men as gift. And now we can, we, can, we can stand in the presence of God on our own. In the Old Testament, you have the high priest being the only one who can enter the holies of holies. In the New Testament, 1 Peter 2.9, the Bible calls us a royal priesthood, a holy nation. So, we are kings and priests. We can stand before God. And we can use your authority and decrees because we are kings. Are you still with me today? Yeah. So, you are your main legal rep representative. If you are your own main legal representative and all the other people are supporting councils, like they say in the, in the law court, then you must know this word well for yourself. Because the other people are just supporting council. Including your pastor. is a supporting counsel. Yeah. Maybe a senior advocate, but you will say your own first. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. But you will say your own first before God. Then we support. If you don't know anything about how to plead your case, then it's a problem. Yeah. You cannot be brought forward, you know, to the witness box in your own case and you are stuttering. You should be able to speak clearly. Am I saying the truth? 
It's a bad case for your counsel if you, the accused, is brought to the witness box and you don't know what to say. That's why it's important. It's very important that you understand the word of God. Now, in understanding praying with the word, we need to get something clear. Praying with the word of God is not just quoting scriptures and prayers. Because you need to understand that there are different dimensions to the word of God, especially when it comes to using it in the place of prayer. One is that the word of God contains promises for us to claim. Promises for us to claim. And the Bible says a man that is in honor and does not understand it is like the beast of the field that perish. You don't know what has been promised to you. So the devil will treat you anyhow. When you read the scriptures very well, you understand that there are basic promises. Basic promises. Basic promises. As a parent, for instance, like God is our father, as a parent, for instance, I've come to terms with the fact that if I don't want to do something, if I'm not sure, it's better not to promise my kids. Because I'm eroding my integrity the more, the more I promise and I don't do it. Yeah, I'm eroding my integrity. Last night, you know, I was home a bit early and then we we're just having this family time, just about now, around 7 p.m. or so. My last daughter came and said, Dad, we're going to finish our exams, I think in about two weeks or so. The Friday, and she brought the calendar, the Friday that we finish our exam, that Friday that we finish will be a movie night in this house. Yeah. So I need your com commitment now that you're going to be around that Friday. You're not going anywhere. We're all going to watch a movie here. You know, so I was, I, I was listening to her, and she was very emphatic about it. And the next thing I, I, I was saying, so have you decided the movie? I was looking for how to regal. Because I wasn't sure what was in my own calendar for that Friday. And she has brought her own calendar to say, this Friday. She quoted 23rd. Yeah. We will have a family night, and we'll watch a movie in this house. So I was saying, uh, have we decided on the movie? Do we even have a movie to watch? You know, just so that we can say, let's make it tentative. But she said, no, it's not tentative. Uh, even if there's no movie, we will look for one on YouTube, we'll connect it to the TV, and we'll watch. She was, she was. So it got to a point where I, I had to rack my brain immediately to say 23rd, you know. And then came to terms with the father. I think I should be around. Then I gave my word. That becomes a promise. A promise. In the book of Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, the Bible talks about what Christ did. He said, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. Look at this. Verse 14 says, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ. The blessings of Abraham originally were meant for Abraham and his descendants, the Jews, biological Jews. In Galatians 3.14, it said that the blessing of Abraham may come upon the Gentiles who are in Christ Jesus. You and I are Gentiles in Christ. That they may receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So, whatever God promised Abraham and his descendants, I qualify. And the Bible is replete with promises that God made to Abraham. Genesis chapter 12, Genesis 15. In blessing, I will bless you. In multiplying, I will multiply you. You know, or Deuteronomy 28, the descendants of Abraham. God said, if you hearken diligently to do all this that I'll command you, I would bless you in the field, bless you in the house. 
I will, you know, command the dew of heaven over everything that you do. Those are promises that God gave. The promise of health. Exodus 23 and 25. Can you give me Exodus 23 and 25? I don't have enough time for Deuteronomy 28. It's a whole gamut of stuff. You can read it on your own. Exodus 23 and 25. So you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and he will take sickness away from the midst of you. Look at verse 26. 26 says, And no one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. These are promises. And I qualify for that. So I can go into prayers and say, God, you made these promises. And as a Gentile who is now in Christ, who has become joint heirs with Christ on the promises of Abraham, I qualify. I qualify for this. I qualify for this. And then begin to declare it over your life in prayers. This is how we pray the promises of God on our lives in the place of prayer. Somebody say with, with me today. So we have the promises of, of divine health, of prosperity, of protection. God told Abraham, whoever curses you is cursed. And whoever bless you is blessed. That's my, 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 my promise and my blessing also. Because I'm joined to Abraham through the death and resurrection of Christ Jesus. Christ grafted us in to the covenant that God has with Abraham. So anything that I see that is connected with Abraham, I have the right in prayer to claim the promises. But if I don't know it, I don't know it. Yeah. If I do, so what you don't know, you cannot appropriate. Are you still with me today? Very, very important. Very important. Very important. The word of God also contains... Prophecies. And what do you do with prophecy? You wage warfare with prophecy. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, 19, and 20. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, and 19, and 20. The Bible says, Paul, writing to his protege in ministry, Timothy, he said, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected concerning the faith and have suffered shipwreck. So Paul says here that you can war a good warfare in prayer with prophecies. The Bible, again, is replete with prophecies. 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 That's why you need to read the Bible. Prophecies. Read Isaiah 55. You see prophecies. Isaiah chapter 60 from verse 1 to 7. Can you put that up for me? Let me, let me even if it's just that, let me do that. Isaiah 60 from verse 1. Quickly, please. Quickly, quickly. Yeah. Isaiah 60 from verse 1. Arise, shine, for your light is come. The glory of the Lord is risen upon you. It says, for behold, darkness shall cover the heart and deep darkness the people. But the Lord will arise over you and his glory be seen upon you. The Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They are all gathered together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar and your daughters shall, shall, shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and become radiant. Your heart shall swell with joy because the abundance of the seas shall turn to you. Said so the wealth of the Gentiles shall come to you. 
You see, you didn't write the Bible, so there's no point saying, why should the rest of the Gentiles come to you? You are not ready. Yeah, because some people will say, eh, eh, you know, some lazy Christians quote the word of the righteous. The truth is that this promise is not meant for lazy people. Yeah. When you are diligent, God says, I want to transfer wealth. Which one is my own? I just position for it. Yeah. I just position for it. I position myself in prayer. I position myself with diligence. I position myself by doing a great work. I'm building a strong brand that will have basket and storehouses to receive what God is sending. Is somebody sitting with me today? Yeah. Because this is what God has written concerning us. These are prophecies that have gone. And you see, when, when, when we talk about prophecy in the place of prayer, it's in two dimensions. There is the Logos dimension, which is the written word of God. In 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19, the Bible says, we have a more sure word of prophecy in which you do well. Yeah. So we have the prophetic word confirmed. King James says we have a more sure word of prophecy. He said we have a prophetic word confirmed which you do well to heed as light that shines in darkness, dark place, until the day dawn and the morning star rises in your heart. Verse 20. Knowing first that no prophecy of scripture we're not talking about physical prophecy now, but prophecy of scripture, written prophecy in the scripture, is of any private interpretation. It means that there's no prophecy of the scripture that is private to anybody. It's open check to all of us. Yeah. It's blank check. Prophecy of the scripture is blank check to all of us. Anyone that's joined to Abraham through Christ Jesus has access to the prophecies of the scripture to do warfare with it. Just like uh, Paul writing to Timothy said that you may war a good warfare. So praying the word of God is laying hold on the prophecies in the word and turning them to my home petition in prayer. The second phase to prophecies is the rhema word, the spoken word. The spoken word. When Paul was writing to Timothy there, said my son Timothy, according to the prophecies that have been said over you, I the highest number of testimonies we have recorded in this church so far has come from a pastor said here on this altar. Either myself or any member of my team. A pastor's, one pastor said this. Pastor this said this. Pastor that said it. I lay hold on it. Yeah. Lady C met me after the first service and said, she, I mean, she's pregnant. She said, Pastor, you know that this pregnancy came from a word from Night of Increase last year. That people who, who receive a word in the service like this, it may be a word out of the multitude of words that we're speaking, or a, a specific word, whether a word of knowledge, word of wisdom, or prophetic word, that God gave like that, and you believe it. Isaiah 53 and verse number 1. In Isaiah 53 and verse number 1, the Bible says, Who has believed our report? Unto whom the hand of God is being revealed. When you believe his word, his spoken word, his revelation word, and you run with it, you see the hand of God. Yeah. So in the place of prayer, you say, according to that word that was given, that I believe is for me, Lord Jesus, do this. Bring your, confirm your word, because the Bible says, you confirm the word of your servant. And you said, your counsel shall stand, and you shall do your good pleasure. You can stand on such words in the place of prayer. Many of us just behave, you know, in a very lazy manner in the place of prayer. Our prayers are repetitive. 
They don't sound like an adult praying. You know when you have conversation with a child, it's different when you have conversation with an adult. An adult is marshalling the point, is, is reminding you of something, and is a child is just, have you had ask a two or three year old what they want before? It's the same thing, ice cream. Yeah. Well, you, you want anything, ice cream. You want anything, ice cream. <laughs> Remember my friend, Pastor Lan, who's been here to preach before, who lives in the U.S., Back in the day, a few years ago, anytime I visited him and we're going out to the car, he has two boys. They were still very small then. The only thing they keep shouting as we enter the car is McDonald's. McDonald's. They would sing McDonald's from the house to where we're going. McDonald's, McDonald's. They, were, they just wanted their father to know that they wanted McDonald's. Out of everything in the whole world, McDonald's. That's the way some of us behave. Yeah. You are not referencing anything from the word of God no promise, no prophecy. And the last one this morning is experiences of other people in the Word of God. The Word of God contains encounters and stories of people through which we draw wisdom to understand the ways of God. We draw wisdom to understand the ways of God. The Bible says God revealed His ways to Moses and His acts to the children of Israel. God's ways and God's acts are very important when it comes to the place of prayer. Very important. Very, very important. Because the Bible says in Ephesians 1 and verse 11, it works all things after the counsel of his will. So when you read the story of Anna in the Bible, you saw the encounter of Anna, something suggests to you that when somebody has a delay and still holds on to God, and cries out to God, God can still come true for them. Three Hebrew boys in the scripture, they said, our God will deliver us if you throw us into the fiery furnace. But even by any chance, if you refuse to deliver us, we will not bow. And because they did not bow, they did not burn. So if you get into a situation of bow or burn, you can reference them. Yeah, if you know the scriptures. In your prayer, you reference them. That the God who delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, as I face this board, this board of directors, where I either bow or burn, you will deliver me. And then you arrest the heart of those people the same way God confounded the king because these guys were not just born. They threw them, but they did not born. Yeah. And somebody here who may be listening to me this morning or online, maybe they have thrown you already. <laughs> if you can reference the God who brought air conditioners into the furnace. In this current situation, you may be thrown into the furnace, but you will not born the same way. And you say with me this morning. That's what happens when you know the word and you are turning to God with his word. Because you can reference the things that God has done before. Because if you understand what God has done before, he can do it again and again and again and again. You cannot afford or you should not continue to come into God's presence in prayer with empty minds, without references. God who did something before is ready to do it again, repeatedly, again and again and again. Somebody here is experiencing discontentment, confined. You remember the, the, the prayer of Jabez? Jabez was in the same place that you are right now. But he said, oh, that God will bless me indeed and enlarge my territory and keep me from evil that he may not touch me. And the Bible says that the Lord answered his prayer. That same God can take you out of discontentment. Bring you to a place of room to your Rehoboth. 
the place of many rooms, the place of space for the fulfillment of your destiny. That's how we reference other people's experiences in prayer. It's so big now, people have written books about the prayer of Jabez. Yeah. Because it's a reference point. And lastly this morning, the word of God is also referred to as the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit. In fact, in Ephesians 6, where the Bible talks about, from verse 10, 11, and 12, where it talks about the armor of God, it's only the word of God, which is called the sword of the spirit, that is the only offensive weapon. Yeah. That's the only offensive weapon. The only offensive weapon is the word of God. The Bible says, you know, read it, Ephesians chapter 6, when you just read uh, from verse 10, 11, having, you know, oh, okay, verse uh, Sorry, verse 17 here. It says, and take the element of faith, element of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. Yeah, sword of the spirit. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 12. Bible says, the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than even two-edged sword. You know what? You can't remain a baby Christian and think you can carry the sword. You will injure yourself. That's why we need to grow. Get into the place of prayer with confidence. And take the sword of the spirit and do battle in the spirit. Yeah. If you are God, when you take sword anyhow, even God will say, collect it from me. Angel, go and collect it. It's better that this person is still alive. You know. Which is why this morning, we've broken down these things a little more. How we use other people's experiences, prophecies, promises and many other things that are contained in the word of God and now it's applicable to your situation part time the easiest thing to get done on this planet earth is what everyone has sanctioned what is God's will and his will is his word and his will is received through the power of the spoken word lift your two hands to Jesus this morning and just bless him and just appreciate him bless the name of Jesus and appreciate him just bless him and appreciate him. And in one word of prayer, Psalm 119, verse 133. Uh, one, one, yeah, please put it up for me. I wanted to pray this morning that Lord, order my steps in your word. Reveal to me the word that is needful for where I am right now, that I may do battle in your word and with your word. Somebody pray this morning. Psalm 119, verse 18 and 19. said, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Will you pray this morning? Lord, open my eyes that I may see wondrous things in your word. That I may see what is applicable to my situation. That I will not pray amiss, but pray according to your will. That I will not pray amiss, but pray according to your will. I think it's verse 133 one, 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 or 113 one, that says, order my steps in your word of Psalm 119. Order my steps in your word. Will somebody pray that prayer this morning? Lord, order my steps in your word. Order my steps in your word that I may pray according to your will in all the naughty issues that I'm dealing with right now. Order my steps in your word. Help me to understand the counsel of your will concerning those situations. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things. Direct my steps by your word. Direct my steps by your word. 
in the place of prayer. Order my steps in your word. Somebody lift your voice to Jesus this morning. This is not just a quiet prayer. It's a heartfelt one. But let him hear your voice. That Lord, order my steps in your word. 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 Guide me by your word to pray prayers that will hit the bulls high. I don't want to continue to perambulate in the spirit. I don't have time to waste praying prayers that will not be answered. Guide me into the fullness of your will. Somebody lift your voice and pray this morning. Lift your voice and pray this morning. As you go into the new week, you want to pray the will of God. You want to touch the heart of God with your prayer and your petitions. You want to touch the heart of God with your prayer and your petitions.